1: Good morning, Maggie. Good morning. Are you are you turning into a morning person now?
2: No. I I want to be. I told you the other day I woke up at like 7 7:30. What did I even wake up for? Do you remember? Did I tell you?
1: I don't you didn't mention it, but I think oh, sometimes you I just wo- feel inspired.
2: Nope, that wasn't it. I woke up I woke <laughs> up to film an audition that was due at 10. And then we had a work call at noon. And so between turning that in, I just, I got a lot done that morning and I would look at the clock and it wasn't even noon. I was like, wow, this just feels amazing. And then the next day, yesterday, I slept in until like 1130 because I stayed up till 2 a.m. watching Teen Wolf, which is something I hadn't done (laughs) in a long time. Like I hadn't watched Teen Wolf in a long time and I also hadn't stayed up till 2 a.m. in a long time. So that, like, threw me for a loop. And then.
1: You're getting older.
2: Y'all, I, I did not go to sleep last night until, like, 3 a.m. Because I didn't get home until, like, 2. So, and then I woke up for this at 7.30. So, I've had, like, five hours of sleep.
1: <laughs> well, I think you're going to do great, though. Sometimes when you're a little bit tired, you get that extra punchy energy. And it's super fun. Mm. So, you want to get started? Let's
2: go for it.
1: All right. Roll the intro music.
2: Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Hey, guys, um, and welcome to our podcast, Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos that my dad and I host together.
3: I am Maggie.
1: I am Dan Thurman. I'm Shay, Maggie's mom. I didn't need the last name, I (laughs) suppose. It's okay. (laughs) We're all Thurmans. And then, of course, Eddie. Yay. What's up, Eddie?
3: Are, Hello. Are the
2: dogs in the studio right now?
1: No, they're oh, in the house. Oh, man. So we should not be interrupted. <laughs> That's funny. I have had I had some good times with those dogs recently, man. I took them uh, disc golfing yesterday and had a crazy cool experience because uh, you know how much Simon especially loves disc golf. So much so when we say the words, do you want to go golfing? Like he knows. He knows, I think most Sunday mornings, he just senses I'm going to go disc golfing and he's ready, you know. And so yesterday, before I got home from the office, mom said to Simon, you know, what did you say exactly? So
3: you know how hard it is to get him to come inside. He wants to stay outside and he'll lay on the ground and he won't budge. And so I said, do you want to play golf with Dan? And he turned and trotted all the way back to the door like he knew instantly. Oh, my goodness. So.
1: So he was excited, which got Spencer excited. He wasn't sure what was going on. It took a little bit for us to get out the door, but here's the thing. We went to a different course. Up until that point in Simon's life history, we'd always gone to one particular course where we know it's very dog-friendly, and we could let the dogs off leash, and I go with a certain group of friends. They have dogs, and so it's a very specific experience. Well, we started driving in the other direction, and he just started getting so like anxious Anxious. and like he didn't know what was going on he's like you're missing turns so like we're going (laughs) the wrong way and then we got there and it was different friends they didn't we didn't have any other dogs it was just those two but you know suddenly the whole world opened up to him because now suddenly like a a switch went off and he understands golf isn't just one particular place but it's all these other places and you can see his mind just kind of like like imagining the possibilities of how many disc golf courses there might be out there in the world and so <laughs> he's, he's if, really know just know that's just, what
2: was going on in his mind
1: oh totally
2: <laughs> Now,
1: either, either that he or he was smelling something it was one of those yeah.
2: two <laughs> no that's really fun but mornings
1: yeah, yeah but you mentioned mornings and you said like when you got up early and you had so much done the momentum of the day you felt like a superhero is what you said, right?
2: Yeah, but man, getting up is so difficult sometimes. I, I set an alarm usually 30 minutes before I wake up. I use so many alarms. So if I have to wake up at 7.30, I'll set an alarm for like 7 and then 7.30. Um, and then 8, <laughs> just in case. Um, because it just, it takes me a while to get up. But I use I use alarms for everything. I feel like you and mom have noticed that right when we're just like chilling around the house and an alarm will go off and it'll say something random mm-hmm. to remind me to do something because I've tried to mm-hmm. use the reminders on a phone before and it just, it, it doesn't remind you at the right time usually. And I need, I need something to just like kind of jolt me and be like, go do your homework or something like that. Um, but I actually, Bellinock
1: is notorious for that. He, he does like 20 alarms a day, everything, you know, all these different appointments.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and, Oh my gosh, some of them are so random. Some of a lot of them are nighttime thoughts that I get. Like when I'm going to bed and I'll be I'll get an idea and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, okay, I need to remember that." So I'll just reach over and be like, um, set an alarm for noon called like whatever the idea is. And then it'll go off the next day and I will be like, "What was I talking about?" <laughs> like sometimes it makes absolutely no sense to me, but I went through Kind of this morning, I, I started counting and then I kind of estimated due to some math proportions on how many alarms I have on my phone. Guess how many total alarms I have on my phone From, that um, I've like ever set. You mean
1: that you've ever set?
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You can look at your phone to see seven. how many
3: you've set for an idea. <laughs>
1: No, it's okay. I'll just take a guess. Mom said 30.
3: I said 37.
1: I'll say it's more than 37. I'll say it's 50. Oh,
4: I was going to say it's uh, 51. Okay. That's my guess.
3: Okay, so Eddie's the
2: highest guest. Yes. I <laughs> Guys, I have over 1,200 alarms on my phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, all have different names. I have I have ones wow. from literally from summer camp. Some fr- at like 5 a.m. to wake me up to remind me to text a kid's mom when I was like a counselor. And then I, they're, they're so random. Oh my gosh. I'll have to like read some at some point. But man, yeah, that, that blew my mind a little bit. I thought it was going to be like maybe 500 and then it was in, it was wow. over a thousand.
1: <laughs> so those are specific reminders for specific events.
2: Sometimes. Yeah.
1: That's a lot. You might have a problem, Maggie.
2: Well, no, it, it really does help me. Because sometimes, sometimes I'll just tell my phone, like, set an alarm for 8 a.m. And it'll turn one on that's already on. It doesn't always create a new one if I don't specify to name it something. Um, so th- there is that. But no, th- how do you wake up? Do you set alarms?
1: So I, yes. Well, I do. I don't have to set alarms anymore unless there's a specific thing I'm getting up for. It's a flight or something like that. Having an alarm gives me peace of mind to know I can go to sleep. But as soon as the alarm goes up, goes off, I'm out of bed. Like, I've ne- I don't snooze alarms. And this is something I decided to do from when I was fairly young. Um, you know, in my family, we have the 9 o'clock rule, which meant, yeah. you know, you can't be in bed any later than 9 o'clock a.m. You could stay out late. You could stay up late. But it's on you because you're getting up at 9 o'clock. And we tried to enforce that in our family for a while, but it didn't go over so you well. You enforced and it, it for like you know. all
2: of high school until quarantine, you were enforced it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. then
3: you guys were in college. <laughs> yeah. So it was all, all through your, you know, childhood.
1: But when the, the, when the alarm goes off, I get excited. I really do. I get out of bed quickly and I get moving sometimes before I'm awake and I just kind of get on with my day. Um, because for me, I feel like, you know, the the magic of productivity or feeling good about your day is it's like a wave. And if you are on the front edge of the wave, then you're making the decisions and choices about where your day's going to go. And you can put in some time. And if I get stuff done in the morning before other people are up, like I feel good about that. Like I got something extra done and it gives me like some cushion for the rest of the day. But if I wake up and there's already like messages on my phone or people, you know, expecting things of me, or I feel like I'm running late, then it's kind of like the whole day you're going to feel that way it's hard to catch up so yeah that's the way i feel about getting up and that's why i love morning so much
2: i love waking up to messages
1: you love waking up to messages
2: yeah it's so exciting it's like who's trying to talk to me
1: yeah exactly well i'll tell you what uh there could be a lot of people trying to talk to you and if you feel like you might be in need of someone to talk to uh, about anything in your life any issues that might be going on in terms of what you're thinking about anything that might be preventing your full happiness, we've got great news for you because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.
2: We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this podcast, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think that you should wait until things are absolutely unbearable until you go to therapy, but that just isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, so it can help you avoid those lows.
1: Many people think therapy is for so-called crazy people, But therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them, not avoid them.
2: I know personally that sometimes when things are just so intense in your life or things are building up, what makes me feel better instantly is talking to someone about it. And a lot of the times with your situations in life, you can't just talk to anyone about it. You need a professional who's unbiased and who, who can really help you through those situations. And it can be so helpful.
1: I know exactly what you mean, Maggie, Maggie, and BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to,
2: it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with the therapist in under 48 hours.
1: So give it a try and see why over two million people have used BetterHelp online therapy.
2: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Mag's and Dad's Wholesome Chaos listeners get ten percent off their first month at BetterHelp.com/wholesome. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com/wholesome.
1: Yep, you know, and Maggie, we're coming up on another holiday. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, ah! which is a happy, <laughs> wonderful time for a lot of people.
2: And like all holidays,
1: it it could be like you said, you know, it could be the other side of it. And you might be experiencing a sense of loneliness or, uh, you know, wondering who your special someone in life might be or maybe going through a breakup. I don't know what it whatever it may be, but uh, might be another instance where we could benefit from having therapy in our lives.
2: Yeah. What are you going to be
1: doing on Valentine's Day?
2: Man, you know, I have a few days, so maybe maybe something will happen, and I'll get swept off my feet, and I will fall madly in love in, what, like three days? Um, <laughs> unlikely, but possible. Um, I've
1: seen it in the movies. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. Um,
1: and you are in the movies, so, like, it could totally happen.
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I, I've realized I'm 19 years old. I'll be 20 in a few months, and i've never had a valentine's day when i've been in a relationship like i've i've just never had that experience and i'm kind of bummed about that like i think i think that would be so fun i don't think i've ever really gone through holidays in a relationship actually i also side note haven't been in that many relationships <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no that's something i'm definitely looking forward to so if not this year then maybe next year but i think i've always also wanted to go to like a lonely hearts party i think i like i think that would be really fun um or sad i don't know that's also something i've seen in movies <laughs> what about
3: you do you have a favorite valentine's day anyone in the room have you ever done the Galantines?
1: Valentines, what's that honey uh, Valentines, oh, yeah uh, steph
3: does it with her friends yeah or girls get together and they celebrate valentine's day you know as girlfriends and just you know do movies popcorn whatever yeah i did that That's in high idea. school um a few
2: times i remember that we did little like fun dinner days at a friend's house and like made cookies and everything like that and that was cute
1: so eddie's valentine is long distance mm-hmm. still unfortunately. And so do you guys do anything to celebrate those occasions? Um sometimes we'll write each other cards. Aww.
0: And
4: yeah, I don't think we do anything super special on Valentine's Day. Um, I don't know, we might just share the our favorite things about being long distance
1: <laughs> and our least favorite things. <laughs> Your favorite things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what about you, honey? Do you want to do anything special? Take you out to dinner? Buy you two dozen roses? Pull up to the horse in a horse-drawn carriage? Pull up oh to the house?
3: <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> I, I am not the romantic type, um, which is is good in a way because it saves you, Dad, the a lot of type. money and pressure. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm pretty easy. I mean, to me, my favorite kind of thing is staying home, watching movies, and doing foot massage. So okay.
1: Yeah. So basically, every day is Valentine's Day in (laughs) our house.
2: Wait, wait, no, I thought about it. I Okay, well, I wasn't really in a relationship with this person over Valentine's Day, but it was like, I guess, the starting stages. And remember, Mom, this boy sent me um, roses. He sent me like a dozen beautiful colored roses. Um, They were like all different colors. And my mom has a video of it. And I remember it because in the video, I'm like, like oh my goodness, and that was when like the emotions were really kind of starting for me, I guess. Uh, and mom in the video just goes, "Oh no," <laughs> she was like, "Oh man, like this, this is it." Um, so I remember that was cute.
1: <laughs> but I recognize this person.
2: Yeah, it's the only person I've really been in a relationship
1: with. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of theater kids, you said you have a theater kid theory. I do
2: have a theater kid theory, and I've told a few people about this. Um but I it's just so interesting to me that I have a theory that practically everyone in the entertainment industry was a theater kid. Like like even even like set designers and like and like people who aren't necessarily, like, in front of the camera or, like, like TikTokers. Oh, my gosh. You would be so surprised about all the TikTokers that were theater kids. Um, but because, like, you get that love for the arts and it starts there. But there's also, like, this...
1: Well, you get addicted to attention. That's It starts there.
2: I don't know. I've,
1: I mean, let's be honest. I've
2: always just loved the art of storytelling. Like, I think that's so cool to be able to take people along on a story with you and, like, get out of their own heads for a little bit. That's, like... I remember even as a kid, like, just being like, I just want to tell stories for the rest of my life. Um, But, like, the amount of people who, like, that's where they got that spark for I want to entertain people um, is so interesting to me. Because at least when I was in high school, and I feel like this is still a thing, um, that there's a little bit of a stigma around theater kids. That like, oh, like not the theater kids. Like, you know, kind of kind of like a more on the weird side or whatever. Um, not the super popular group. Um, but get, wait till they're out of high school. And man, they really shine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> At least they're not band
1: kids.
2: I was, I was both. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: band kids are awesome.
2: How many instruments did I go through in band? The tuba was that the first one. I think tuba was the first one, then oboe, then clarinet, then percussion. It was yeah. It was a fun time. I wasn't that great.
3: <laughs> no, but meanwhile you took uh, piano lessons um, privately, yeah. And then you to get out of piano lessons, you said I want to learn guitar, and so then you started doing guitar lessons.
2: Guys, I was so good at getting out of piano lessons of like. <laughs> Doing what I was supposed to do when I hadn't practiced all week, I don't even really remember how I did
3: it. But I, you were monologuing, yeah. You would, yeah.
1: And that's why you didn't like to go to John for piano because he wouldn't let you. You couldn't get away with as much with it. Well, him.
3: but John monologued. That was <laughs> a- yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, but he,
1: he, he John John monologued about music. There you go. It, when he would teach,
3: that's the thing. You just got to get him started exactly yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) you just got him started and then you know okay now i don't have to play anything so i learned
1: lessons isn't just showing up for the lesson it's about doing the work that's what lessons are all about like and then showing your teacher what you've actually done in between like being in the mindset like i want to impress my teacher by how hard i've worked yeah and you know you never got that i don't think eddie Got that until guitar.
4: Yeah, it was the, like, exact same thing for me. I would just, like, kill time, try to get the teachers talking, like, I don't know, go off topic, just to, I don't know, not play.
2: And, but but here's the thing. Through those lessons, I think Eddie and I both learned a lot about communication and manipulation. (laughs) (laughs) We just didn't learn how to play piano.
1: (laughs) Yes, you were going to piano to develop people skills.
2: Exactly.
1: It it all it all works out, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you an option here, Maggie. So would you rather was so much fun last week when you presented that would you rather question. <laughs> I actually have a list of 100 would you rather questions. Okay, you can pick a random number between one and a hundred. We could pick one of those, or we can go to some of the questions from the audience. There's only two this week that I that I pulled out for us to look at. Okay, so,
2: let's do let's do like um, maybe two would you rather's. So
1: okay, so Eddie. Uh, okay, you want to start, Maggie. You pick a number, and then Eddie picks the next number.
2: Okay, one. One. <laughs> I'll make one. it easy.
1: I didn't think you were gonna pick one. Nobody
2: ever does. Nobody. Nobody guesses that you're okay. gonna pick one or one hundred.
1: <laughs> One's actually a good one. Okay. Would you rather go in? Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors, or go into the future and meet your great grandchildren, great great grandchildren?
2: Ooh. Someone else go. I'm thinking. <laughs>
3: I think I would rather go into the future and meet my great, great grandchildren just to see what things are like in the future. So it's more really about the future than it is about the family <laughs> ancestry.
4: Yeah, I think I'd do the same because I don't want to like, I do want to see the future. What's going on.
2: See, I don't know if I want to see the future. <laughs> I, I'm, personally, I'm a little scared. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say past, actually. I think it's cool to see where you came from. Um, yeah.
1: I could see both sides of this one, but for me, I'm really interested in our ancestry, especially in Poland. And so that to me would be super cool to go back to see where my you great, know, great, great grandparents lived in the old country and how they how they lived. Yeah, um, I think it would change my view of what we're going through in a big, big way. Okay, Eddie, pick a number. 37. 37. I knew you'd say that. And by the way, just to give a little bit of credit where credit is due, I'm pulling this list from Sign Up Genius, and it's authored by Janice Meredith. So, Janice, thank you for putting this list together for us. And we
2: learned today that Sign Up Genius isn't a place just that geniuses can sign up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of things. So here it is. You ready? Would you rather have a 10-hour dinner with a headstrong politician from an opposing party <laughs> or attend a 10-hour concert for a music group you detest?
3: I would do the politician, I would say, because I always find it interesting to talk with people of differing views and um, try to come to some sort of uh, you know reconciliation or agreement, even if it's agree to disagree. I'd much prefer that than... 10 hours of music.
2: I would say politician as well. I really enjoy having conversation conversations with people who have differing opinions of me. Honestly, like how does anyone on any side of anything expect anything to change if they don't have conversations? <laughs> so I think.
1: That's a good point. I
2: think that'd be really interesting to just like, I think what we forget a lot of the times is like at the end of the day, everyone's people. Like you could, you could be arguing with someone on the internet or like, I know it's really easy when you're in like road rage or whatever to forget that like in that car, is just a person. And I think that applies to like politics as well. Whereas it's like, if we just get down to the people of it, then we can have better conversations.
1: Yeah. You know, being on boards of directors and serving with people like for years at a time who are very different in terms of our, you know, viewpoints or the way we see things in the world. It's way more than 10 hours. I'm telling you, it's like hundreds of hours in multiple meetings over long periods of time. And what happens is you do develop an appreciation for the person. That, you know, and uh, I, I, I remembered a, a quote that I learned at some point along the way. I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said, I really don't like that man. I must get to know him better, mm. which was the idea that I'm only seeing the superficial. I'm only seeing the things that maybe annoy me or point at something in my, in my character that's different. But once I get to know them, then clearly I'll feel differently. Yeah. Plus, bad music is just bad music. <laughs> yeah. Right, Eddie?
4: Yeah. I, I'm going to have to go with the politician, too. Um, You guys kind of already said it all, but, like, yeah, learning. Well, learning you you have the 10 hours
1: of bad music in, in one of your Berkeley classes, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to do that again. I think I've,
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. i kind of earned a pass on this one, I think. but
1: Ten weeks of, of music that, yeah. Yeah. We won't talk. I'm sure they're wonderful people. Yes,
4: they
1: <laughs> Yes. Okay. So moving on. You want a question?
2: Let's go for a question. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's get into some uh, some meaty topics here. Hi, I've listened to your podcast since episode one and follow your TikTok. I was wondering how you switch off and relax because I am 14 living in the UK and coming up on GCSEs. Just pause right there one quick moment, and I'll tell you exactly what that means because I looked it up. GCSE stands for General Certificate of Secondary Education. It's an academic qualification in a particular subject taken in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. So basically like, you know, your exams, your owls, if you're a Harry Potter fan, (laughs) right? And state schools in Scotland use the Scottish Qualification Certificate instead, okay? So back to the question. Whenever I relax, for example, watching TV or going on TikTok, I tend to feel guilty or not being able to switch off my mind. Is there anything you would suggest? That's from Michelle.
3: Well, the fact that being on a screen makes you not shut your mind off. You're plugged in, so unplugging is how I turn my mind off.
2: Not necessarily, though. I feel like a lot of the times when we need to relax, we, like, turn on a show.
3: Right. Yeah, I... I think if you're engaged in a in a film or a series or something like that, that allows you to relax. But I think um, social media, I don't think is a relaxing media. I don't think TikTok and um, you know going on Instagram, Facebook, any YouTube, you can get sucked into other things that just dart your mind all over the place, and you're not relaxed and. And yeah, and I understand you feel guilty because after 45 minutes or an hour or two hours of that, you're like, wow, what did I just do with my time? Whereas I I think, to your point, Maggie, watching a show, you can unwind, you can laugh, or you can just disengage for a while.
1: When you're watching a single story or you're reading a novel or something like that, then you're being taken along on a journey, but you still feel very settled. You still feel very comfortable whereas social media is constantly changing. I had the same thought, and so I did some research on that, and I kind of looked up some scientific um, qualities about social media, and it said it's basically not relaxing to the brain at all, and it, it could focus your attention in one way, but it also scatters your attention in a number of other ways, and there have been a lot of studies done that heavy social media users actually perform worse on cognitive tests especially those uh, that have to do with our ability to focus or our ability to multitask. Um, And there was one site in particular, we'll put the link in the show notes on this one where they had several different scientific studies that were done on the negative effects of social media by those who use it a lot, you know, or, or quite a bit. One had to do with comparison, you know, the whole idea of the fear of missing out on what others are doing and how others are living and just, the fact that we all only see the best of our of each other on social media, which you've talked about Maggie quite a bit um, there was a line by, by Theodore Roosevelt I think comparison is the thief of joy so that was one of the things, and then just you know the addiction to the dopamine that you get from constantly scrolling through a feed and just the effect on your attention so um, not to turn this into a a bashing of social media, but to your point the, the question is how do you um, relax and unwind, and I would say that would probably not be it. How do you relax and unwind?
2: Uh go Eddie first. I'm looking something up.
1: Um so I think
4: for me, I mean I'll open TikTok or watch a YouTube video, but um I think something that helps for me is um I I just kind of take breaks whenever I finally hit a point where I'm doing something where I just either get like frustrated or I just feel like I don't want to do it anymore, and then I just say like, you know, I'll give myself like 10 minutes, 15 minutes to do something else and then come back, um, which helps a lot. And usually I'll pair that with like, you know, so I'll go on TikTok or watch a YouTube video, um, but I'll also like I'll grab a snack or get up and move to another room. Um, I think like going into another space for that, especially like if you're eating, um, it really helps make it, feel like a break, feel like you're unwinding and that you're giving yourself time. And then once that time's over you just, you know, go back to it and it, yeah, I feel like it's pretty effective.
1: Yeah. That is an effective idea is that you take a break from the physical space that you're in. You can even go outside, get fresh air, make sure you're getting hydrated, eating well, stretching. You know, my answers are all going to be about movement. Um, do you have something for us, Maggie? you'll,
3: You'll go play Frisbee golf for a break. I, I like to go read for a while or I will watch a show like um, uh, a movie or a few episodes of a, of a show because that does really unwind me and, and make me feel relaxed and recovered, especially if I have to get back to editing or some other projects and stuff. That a solid two hours of I'm not going to work because I am a workaholic. Um, entertainment or, or reading, I love to read. Mm.
2: Yeah, I remember I saw a TikTok that was a girl talking about something her therapist actually told her um, where she kind of was talking about a similar thing where, like, she felt no motivation to do anything and, like, she just felt so guilty over it, like, her whole day. It was like she wasn't doing anything and she couldn't do Like, she never felt rested. And something her therapist told her was that if you – if your mind is spending its whole day guilting you over something, then you're not resting. You're fully engaged in doing something. You're fully engaged in doing something that's detrimental to you actually. And that's like hindering you from being productive. Um, Cause it's weighing you down. And I thought that was a really interesting point because as someone who has an unconventional job, um, I don't work a nine to five. Um, I work a 24 <laughs> seven. Like, your your brain doesn't stop. I saw another TikTok that was talking about this where they were saying, you know, for everyone who wants to be a content creator, let me just let you in on a little secret. Yeah, it's not a nine to five. It's 24 seven. And they're talking about how they don't have a conversation without someone anymore, without their brain thinking, OK, well, is there content in here or you watch a movie and immediately your first thought is, oh, is there's something here, right? Like there, there's a sketch here that I need to do. And it's like, you never stop thinking. And that can be so draining. So circling back to your question of having those designated periods of rest. And for me, what it is, is a lot of the times I use a timer because I know I'm not going to go over and I know the exact amount of time that I'm going to spend not thinking about something else. So maybe I'll do 15 minutes or 30 minutes of like, just a quiet time or I... I find that when I'm making food, I feel pretty relaxed because it's like one of those things of, well, I have to make food. I have to eat. So I'm going to stop working and I'm going to solely do this. Maybe I'll turn on a show during it um, and finding those moments of
1: rest. That's really great. Yeah, you you can actually rest in an activity like cooking. I do the same thing.
3: Or
1: walking, yeah. Or walking, as long as that's what you're doing and you're completely present in that moment and that activity. You know, the the notion of multitasking is actually, this is something I, I talk about in my speeches a lot, so I know you guys have all heard it, but we don't really multitask in the sense that people think about it. Like, I'm so productive because I'm doing six different things all at once. You're not really doing six different things all at once. You're You're doing what's called a quick switch where your brain is alternating between one thing and the next thing, and it's you're switching and turning on and off the circuitry of your mind to bring your attention and focus to different things at different moments, but you can't think two thoughts at once. And so that that in and of itself puts you in a state of a little bit of a frenzy. You're kind of creating your own chaos because you're having to keep track of multiple elements, which can be really fun and rewarding, and and the more you do it, the better you get at, at that concept of the quick switch or multitasking. But it is also very, very draining when you can immerse yourself in one activity, even if it's, you know, relaxing, meditating, or, a, uh, or something fun and very purposeful and focused and high energy. Believe it or not, I get really energized and focused while mountain unicycling, like one of my favorite things, you know, when I'm in the woods, because that's all you can think about is just that skill and so it brings your your focus to that point. Um that's really important. And then, you know, the last thing that came to my, my mind was when you have days like that where you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you're never going to get to the end of your list, you've got to be thinking about prioritization. There's one thing that if you got that one thing done and nothing else, it's still a good day. And and for all of us that one thing is I didn't do anything to harm myself. I didn't do anything to backtrack on some of my maybe goals and initiatives you know I remember when I first um, decided to stop drinking you know or other behaviors or habits that I've tried to change in the beginning that takes a lot of your commitment and focus and you literally you have days like as long as I got through today without backsliding it's a good day I'm okay with that you know but again that's uh, way more than you asked for in your question Michelle Hopefully, there was something in there that you found useful and helpful. I have a question for you, Maggie. Okay. Something I've been thinking about, and I haven't um, I haven't asked you this ahead of time, so if you don't want to answer it on the podcast, that's okay. But in thinking about your acting, because right now, your acting career is gaining some traction and gaining some momentum, you know, knock on wood, but you've got some more auditions coming in and and some exciting things happening, and you did your movie, and so... There's going to come a point where an acting audition that comes in or a part that's offered to you or something, there's going to be this intersection and conflict between maybe your uh, your values or your sensibilities about life yeah. and the job. What are you going to do when that happens? Have you thought about that?
2: I've been thinking about that since I was like eight years old and the first time I went to L.A. <laughs> on an acting trip. <laughs> And this lady... I'm very
1: glad to hear that. Oh, my gosh.
2: What what was her name? I think her name is Rachel Gillespie. She was like a casting director um, who we were introduced to or whatever on this trip I was on. And she introduced us to this thing called a no line. And she said, like, N-O line. She's like, you need to know your no line. Um, and I really do appreciate this conversation. It is kind of funny looking back at it. Okay, I was... Actually, I was like 12. I wasn't 8. Um but this lady telling us like you need to decide what level of nudity you're okay with. Um, and like then again we're like twelve, but it is important because <laughs> Hollywood's wild, man. Um, and a lot of the times, like once you're eighteen, it it opens a lot, a lot of doors and a lot of questions that you have to ask. Um, and so, I I could literally find in journals like dating back to ten years ago different lists, and of course. My list has have, have changed over the year with what I'm comfortable with. Um, and I, I still stand by it. But at the end of the day, like, I know what I'm comfortable with. And we we talked about this. Mom and I filmed an audition the other day where um, there was a lot of cussing in it, which I'm totally fine with. Like Like, if I'm a character and that's the character's state, then I'm okay with that accurate portrayal of that character. However... Like, personally, and, like, my personal beliefs and, like, religious beliefs, I'm not comfortable, um, like, saying the Lord's name in, like, a derogatory way. Like, saying, like, Jesus Christ in a manner that is supposed to tear people down or, like, stuff like that. Um, And so, literally, there's been auditions and stuff where I'll just, like, change, like, I just, like, won't say it in the script. And if they don't want to cast me for that or if, like, that's that's totally fine. Like, I'm 100% okay with that. Yes, I have things that I'll pass on, because at the end of the day, like, I know there'll be other things, and I'd rather not put something out there that can be forever out there that I'm not comfortable with. Did that answer the question? I feel like I went on a little bit of a tangent.
1: It answered it really well for me.
2: Yeah, I think it was really funny. um, (laughs) When I was going to a set, I was a little nervous, and Dad, you told me, you said, just be yourself. I was like, no! No! I'm not supposed to be myself. That's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's something we kind of joke about now like just be yourself except when you're pretending to be someone else then then don't be yourself. Um uh, and that's right. that's to me that's a really important thing to remember is I can justify doing something as a character that I would never do in real life because it is that it's a character it's a story that's not your own. Um and I think it's it's a very cool thing to step into those roles within within limits.
1: And then finding something that's true, even in that character,
2: connection that's
1: true for you, right? You
2: learn because in order to play it well, yeah, you learn from the characters you play. You truly do.
1: That's a very interesting thing. Okay, (laughs) Jay, pick a number.
3: Um, I was gonna choose thirty seven also. So No, you weren't. Uh, I was. Like when <laughs> when he started going and I'm thinking thirty seven, he goes thirty and I'm like, seven. He said thirty seven. I feel like that's the number everyone that's always crazy. Okay. um the number I'm, of
4: presents yeah. that Dudley got. <gasps>
3: The year before he flipped
4: out, (laughs) actually. Oh, my goodness.
3: Some of these are a little bigger than the others.
4: (laughs) Well, there's literally
1: 97 numbers we haven't done yet, so. (laughs)
3: Okay, well, we were talking about Valentine's Day. I'm going to choose 14, which is also my Aunt Linda's birthday.
1: Would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift (laughs) or in a broken elevator?
3: (laughs) I think either would be really fun, actually. Uh,
4: Elevator... A hundred percent for me. Maybe because I saw a horror movie of people getting stuck on a ski lift, but that it's cold and scary and uncomfortable, dangerous.
2: Yeah. And where, where are you on the ski lift? You know, are you, did you just take off where you can like jump down or are you in the middle? Did all of you see that TikTok of the lady stuck on the ski lift and the fire hydrant opened up and was just spraying on her for like
1: minutes
2: and minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Did she turn into a popsicle? Dude, I don't know. I don't even want to joke about it because I don't even know if she's okay. I think people said, like, they finally got paramedics, but I don't even know how you would breathe up there. That's so scary. So on that note, ski lift. I think I, I, could I, would choose, <laughs> I
3: actually would choose ski lift because if you were in an elevator that was really high – I would be terrified of it falling. Yeah, like if it was like two or three floors, I'd be like, "Oh, this is cool. I wonder if we can climb through." You know, like in Alias and every other show we're, oh my we're gosh. watching Alias right now. No, but you could so fall on a ski yeah.
2: lift too from really high. Yeah. Up. yeah.
3: Okay, maybe actually I changed well, it. Well, I'm elevator. the one who always pulls the bar down. Well, yeah, but I'm what if the ski lift you guys falls? Are like, Mom. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Or what if it's night? I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> it's it's tar- it's hard.
3: Is it ten hours on a ski lift or ten hours? In an we're, we're,
1: <laughs> I yeah, tricky question. That's a good one.
3: What what's your answer,
1: Dan? Um, initially, it was ski lift because I I like you know being outdoors and if, I think the view would be better. <laughs>
3: if you had I, to go to the bathroom, I, I, it'd be I a probably have less
1: less of a fear of heights <laughs> <laughs> than I do have of a you know a claustrophobia kind of thing. I I don't like being stuck in a well. I guess either way, you're stuck. Is the whole point? But yeah. yeah, going to the bathroom in either instance would be awkward. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, it would be a little yeah. bit better on the ski lift for sure.
1: Better on the ski lift for sure. But really? yeah, you've made but your, you've made you made you made a case for elevator.
4: Oh man.
1: Well, yeah, no, but you, but then you're you're still never mind. <laughs> We're moving <laughs> <Never> mind. on. Moving <laughs> on. We're moving on. I'm gonna pick a number. Or no, yeah. Because did you pick one? Yeah. I did. Every, I'm the last 37. one. Thirty-seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, thirty-seven. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick the number 64. I
3: knew he was going to say
1: that. I'm going to pick a different number. (laughs) I knew he was going to do that. No, it's, it's, would you rather have your first child when you're 18 or 40? 40. 40. (laughs)
3: 40.
1: 18.
3: God, you just, so you'd have a play friend, you know?
1: I just love kids. I, I always wanted to be a dad. Even when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be a girl. Can't wait to be a dad. It's going to be so awesome.
3: <laughs>
2: Would
1: you rather be four foot five or seven foot seven?
3: Four foot five.
1: That's hard.
3: <laughs> that is hard because when you think about traveling, boy, being, being big is probably super uncomfortable. I wouldn't know. but um...
1: I like being little.
3: But it's nice to be able to see when you're taller. You can kind of see, like, what's happening over there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They ask the tall
1: people. But you don't blend in in either instance, I guess. That's true. All right, Maggie. This is from um, Emma N. Um, Who is your favorite character on New Girl? Specifically, she's asking you, Maggie, but I think we can open it up to Shay and Eddie, too. She, Emma says she's been listening to the podcast since day one, and I love it. thanks to you for always being a fun part of the week. Well we I, love that Emma
2: I actually don't think I can answer this question because originally my first thought was Nick, but then I was like, no Schmidt. Then I was like, don't count out Winston because Winston okay, Winston in the earlier series or like the the writers I don't think knew. Who Winston was going to be, and so you slowly see him develop <laughs> over the series to be a precious yes. jewel that you love. Um, yes, and so
1: interesting that you went for the guys, all three guys. Oh
2: my gosh, because yeah, the dynamic is so fun. The dynamic is yeah. so good. Um,
1: yeah, I still don't know the show. I've never watched it. Dad, like I've seen, I've seen it shows and episodes, but I don't know the characters.
3: You should go watch it, Mom. Can you get on that?
1: yeah totally
3: thank you I mean I I totally agree I I couldn't pick a favorite but yeah I I went to Nick because you know he's because you love Nick he's Nick yeah you want to marry Nick but you I would totally marry Nick but Winston would be a blast too Schmidt never I don't even think I would date oh my gosh but Schmidt would Um, be like my best friend Oh, like you'd have to invite him to every party just because he he'd be so weird and fun. No, I love Schmidt. Oh, yeah. you know who I also left
2: out of <laughs> the mix that I love is Allie Winston's. Uh, if if you if you haven't watched this, then never mind. Um, like if you're in the earlier seasons, but you know who I'm talking about, Mom. I love Allie.
3: Oh, oh, hit, at work, she's the the cop. Yeah,
2: yeah, she's she's too cool though. No, she's
1: no votes for Jess.
2: Yeah, Jess, Jess is like is the, the anchor of the show. Yeah, and I, she'd have to be my favorite. I but... do love Jess, though. The, there would be no new girl without Jess. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the times people hate on her. I've gotten in arguments with people before because they're like, oh, Jess is annoying. I'm like, okay, everyone's <gasps> annoying. What? Like, everyone's that's what makes annoying. this interesting.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So justice for Jess, honestly, like, stop crapping on her. She did great. Yeah.
3: She's amazing. She's
1: so fun. Eddie, do you have an opinion?
4: Um, not really because I haven't seen enough of the show. I think I've only seen like four or five episodes. Oh my goodness, it's
2: guys. It's
4: awesome. Oh, we watched a couple episodes together. I remember it's like
2: literally my favorite show. Right now. For for like
4: Yeah, I'll one. probably end up watching it through with Morgan or something because I do really like it. Do
2: it. It's it's an amazing example of how important like individual characters are working together to create it's an ensemble piece essentially like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean kind of like kind of like the office and stuff like that but it just goes to show that like good characters make good stories and like they're just so entertaining to watch for hours and hours and hours
3: yeah you know your dad and i have been watching alias which was 2001 i i don't know how i never watched the show before but Jennifer Garner, do you know how much of the stunts she does herself? I'm guessing a lot, a lot because guess. dad told me I need to get into martial
2: arts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, told, I said, said to Maggie, like, you need to, like, study martial arts. At some point in your acting career, if, if you're successful, you're going to be in fight scenes and you want them to look legit.
3: Okay, well, dude, give me a guess, Dan. We've been watching, we're on episode 22 of season one. What is your guess on the percentage of stunts she does herself? She does have a stunt double.
1: Do we have a a, a proof of this fact? Yes. Uh, Okay. Um, I would say 60%. Have you seen the show, Eddie?
4: No, but I know the number because you told
3: me. I'm going to say (laughs) 85.
2: I haven't seen the show. I just want to be involved.
3: Well, she is a total baddie. 98%. And that information came from her stunt double who said it was her. No, I'm sorry. Was it 98 or 99? It was 98. 98%. 98% of her own stunts. Amazing. She was
1: in Electra. She was was in Daredevil. She was in Peppermint. Have you seen Peppermint?
3: I I can't believe I haven't.
1: Oh my gosh. I know. She is a baddie.
3: She is. She's like my new favorite female actress of all time.
1: Wow. Wow. Total
3: respect. I mean, she can do comedy. She can do action better than I can't. Can you think of anybody who can do action more consistently better? It's not like like a one-and-done film. It's like every week she's got to, you know, beat up people and take a zillion punches. It's pretty impressive. Man.
1: Well, thank you, Emma, for opening up that interesting dialogue between our family. And um, I'm I'm glad it wasn't like... Who is the least favorite member of your family that would have been a a much more difficult question
2: yeah and now we we gotta wrap this up asap because all of us have to go watch tv after talking about it for for this long
1: yeah i think so so with that in mind we want to start by thanking you so much for listening to this podcast we hope you enjoyed it we hope it was beneficial in your life and we just all are so grateful for the chance to be with you Um, We would love to hear specific questions or concerns or topics about your life that you'd like us to talk about. You can go to wholesomechaos.com to submit those and to check us out there.
2: You can check out our other socials. It's Dan Thurman and Maggie Thurman on everything except my dad on TikTok is Maggie's dad, one, two, three. My brother is the Eddie Thurman on Instagram and Eddie underscore Thurman on Twitch. Did I get it right? Did I get yes. everyone right? Yes. <laughs> and my mom, my mom is is underground, undercover. And she's undercover. Like found. Jennifer
1: Garner. She's <laughs> she's an alias. She's not even really, she's not even really your mom. No, wait. That didn't. What?
2: Oh. I was saying she she's oh. um undercover. You can't find her, but she does have like over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. We should both post more content. Honey, would you do a dance with me? <laughs> She, she just, that, that's what I want for Valentine's Day. I want you to do a TikTok dance with me.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's like when, for your birthday, I, like, edit your TikToks. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope to see you guys here next week. Tell a friend about our show. Um, listen in, subscribe, all that. And, yeah.
1: All right. Love you, Maggie.
2: Love you guys.
1: Love you, Eddie. Love you, honey.
2: Love you, guys.
1: And we all love you everyone. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: Host some chaos. Mads and dads, chaos. We should do some fight choreography. That would be fun. <laughs> and so Maggie, fun. do you remember doing that with Seneca? Yeah. That was brilliant. We need to share that on TikTok. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs>